0: Well, hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 79 and session number 19 of Ask Scott. Yeah, that's right. Number 19. Just uh, just hanging out here, me and Brody, uh, getting ready to answer some questions. What do you say, Brody? Answer some questions? <laughs> He's literally sleeping again. Man, he sleeps a lot. What the life, huh, guys? What the life? Uh, Anyway, so uh, yeah, we're going to be sitting here answering some questions today on uh, this session of Ask Scott, and this is where I answer your questions via voicemail, and I've been doing this now for 19 weeks. I do it every Friday, and uh, as you guys know that are longtime listeners, I love doing this because it's kind of like my way of being able to kind of sit down with you and answering your questions Almost live, in a sense, because I'm listening to the question from your voice, and then I'm giving you my answer. So you guys all know that I really love doing this stuff. Now, when this is going to be airing, which should be at the end of July, I will be in Texas, Fort Worth, Texas, kind of doing this but live in a sense because well let me just back up a little bit i'm going to an event called podcast movement i'm going there to actually sharpen my skills with podcasting cuz i did this just didn't have any formal training or anything but just because i i don't mind talking and i like to be behind the mic and i was in a rock band years ago so it's you know it's all right for me to kind of get in front of people or kind of you know having people listen to what I have to say, but uh, I'm going there to kind of sharpen my skills and kind of learn from other leaders in this market, you know, in the podcast marketing space or market space. So I said, you know what, I'm going to head there. So I started inviting some other people that are kind of like friends of mine now that are Amazon sellers that live in Texas. And one of them was Chris Schaefer. He's going to join me. And then Danny Brewer, he doesn't live there, but he said, I'm going to fly in too. I'll, I'll hang out for that event. We can kind of hang out. And then I invited Rich Kibble, who's one of our, you know, private label classroom students who he, you know, said, yeah, I'll come in. So then I sent it out to the Facebook group and, People that were near uh, Texas or in Texas and thought about driving or even flying in said, "Yeah, I'll come in. We'll have a TAS, uh, you know, kind of hangout day or you know night or whatever." So I said, "Okay, let's see what see what happens." So as of recording this, we've got like 25 people that are signed up to our uh, our page that said that they'll uh, be attending. So we're gonna have like a, a first unofficial TAS or hangout where we're gonna hang out live and just be able to kind of meet and kind of go over some questions and answers and just hang out. So, really excited about that. So, uh, I probably be doing a podcast reporting how that went and maybe even some recordings from the actual event and I really I'm going to be bringing a, a professional microphone in a sense, you know, pocket one where I can actually record, maybe even do like a little uh, round table where we we kind of go through ideas and stuff. But anyway, I'm starting to ramble here, but I'm really excited about that if you couldn't tell because it's again a way for me to connect with people like you that are submitting these questions. So before we jump in, let me just uh, mention, uh, well, I wanna mention two things. First off, I wanna say thank you so much for all of the positive uh, comments and feedback on the blog, on iTunes, and actually I I wanna highlight one of those on iTunes right now because I usually like to do this because I do go there every single week, every couple of days, and I read what people are writing Because it really does inspire me and motivate me to continue to do this. So let me just uh, go ahead and read this one right here. And I love the headline. It's very short, but I love it. And uh, I'm going to try to pronounce the name, uh, the username is, uh, uh, it looks like uh, Jammin, Jammin, Jammin. And then it's uh, Merida, Merida. And I'm terrible with names. You guys know that. So I apologize for that. But you know what? What's more important, I think, is the title escape the nine to five grind five stars thank you you have given me the tools to quit running the rat race and live the life i've always wanted that's it in a nutshell guys that right there how is that not inspiring (laughs) for me especially from someone that started to do this podcast just to kind of reach people and hopefully make an impact that right there says that uh They're getting value from this show and from what I'm sharing, so I really, really appreciate that. So thank you so much for that, and I apologize for not being able to pronounce your name. It is something I wish that I was born with as far as being able to figure out how names are pronounced. It's just not my strong suit, and I apologize. (laughs) All right, so the other thing I just want to mention real quick... Some of you that are brand new uh, that want to know kind of like, you know, Scott, you know, you talk about like how to get started and all this stuff, you know, and you talk about chunking it down. I do chunk it down in a live workshop that I do, and you can actually attend this for free, and you can sign up to uh, to attend one by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, and you'll see the upcoming date that I'll be doing my next one there. And what we do, we basically break it down into five phases from picking your product, from sourcing your product, from pre-launching your product and then launching your product and then promoting your product. And then from there, I answer live Q&A just like this, but longer at the end of the workshop. So if you want to attend, we'd love to have you. I say we, Chris Schaefer and I, uh, who actually helps me with these, um, he's there as well, who's got a huge amount of knowledge in this Amazon selling space. So definitely a great one to have uh, at that event. So that's it. That's going to wrap up the intro here. Let's go ahead and dive into the first question, and I will go ahead and give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name is Sunil, and I was
1: wondering if you could spend a few minutes walking through the process of calculating profit. I did see the profit calculator on the Amazon Seller Central website
0: But I noticed that it didn't have things like the product costs or shipping from China. And I just want to make sure that I'm including everything before I actually move forward with a particular product. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hey, Sunil. Thanks so much for the question and I appreciate it. And yeah, it's a great question. And I do get asked this quite a bit as far as like how to understand how much everything is going to cost and how much your profit will be. Now, it's hard to pinpoint that to an exact number, especially when you include like things like pay-per-click or any type of, of promos that you're doing. But really, I think we need to break it down to just like the basics, right? And the basics are this. How much does it cost you for the product to get it sourced, Let's we're, and we're using China, for example, but from China, how much is it gonna cost to get it sourced from China With everything that you need um, that's included, and then how much to get it to to the Amazon FBA warehouse. Those are the two things that we have to consider first. Then we can look at how much the selling price is going to be in a certain category, and then how much um, it's gonna cost for Amazon to fulfill it. That's where the Amazon calculator comes in. And I'll leave a link to that in this episode. Uh, on the show notes, but you can just really just Google and find it, just FBA uh, sales calculator or uh, cost estimator, and you'll find it. It's right on their website, but I'll leave a link too to make it easier for you um, so this way here you can find it, but that's like after the fact, um, but the first thing that you need to understand is all of the total cost, and the total cost kind of looks like this. It looks like how much is the unit going to cost for them to create? That's including any type of labeling that they need to do, any type of artwork they need to do, uh, any type of customization that they need to do. Like, what is the the cost going to be? Now, whenever I contact a supplier, I ask, I want the final number. Like, I want the number including the shipping. So I always go by air. Uh, so I want to know what the cost is going to be to have it shipped DHL air to my location okay, to my home office. I don't ship directly to FBA at this time. I may in the future, but right now, I really uh, just have it shipped here, and then I ship it to Amazon FBA, and I'll talk about that in a minute. So I want to know the bottom line. Now, you know, recently I'm looking at a product and I'm and I'm saying to myself, okay, how much is all of this gonna cost? So I, I write them that email and from there I go ahead and I get the final numbers. And the final numbers might look like something like five dollars and fifty cents, is what it's gonna cost. So let's say it costs five dollars and fifty cents to get it here. Now, if it costs five dollars and fifty cents to get it here to my home office, then I need to now figure out what's it gonna cost to ship that to Amazon Warehouse. So you're not going to really know that until you actually do one shipment. That's why you should start obviously with a with a shipment that you you know that you can kind of estimate things from. But in my case, uh, that particular unit costs around 15 cents, depending on where it goes, 10 to 15 cents. So even if we round it up and said 20 cents, now I'm at five dollars and 70 cents. Now, if you have Amazon label your product, which I do. Uh, And especially in the beginning, I think that you should, because it just, um, it uh, eliminates any other issues, any, any type of code issue or, you know, UPC code or FNSQ number issue. But really you need to just figure they're going to charge you 20 cents to label that. So right there, you're talking at $5 and 90 cents. So what I would probably do is I would round that up to $6. I would say it's going to cost me $6 to get that product from, you know, manufacturer to Amazon FBA, six bucks. Now, In the future, I know that I can eliminate some of those numbers, right? I can, the 20 cent fee that they are charging me to label the FNSQ, I know I can eliminate that. So I know I've got a little bit of room there. I can probably also shave some money off of the shipping. I can have the manufacturer ship directly to FBA. So if it's costing me 15 or 20 cents, let's say 20 cents, well now just between the label and the shipping, I can save 40 cents. Well, it doesn't sound like a ton, but hey, 1,000 units, 400 bucks, right? I mean, it adds up. But in the beginning, I don't really care. I just want to know what the rough numbers are and actually on the higher end. So this way here, I know I've got room to improve the margins. The other way that I can cut costs is if I order more through my manufacturer, they may shave off 10, 20, 30 cents or more, depending, right? Uh, Maybe the more uh, inserts that I buy, that might bring down the cost that they're charging me for those by 10 cents. So I could maybe shave everything down to 75 to a dollar, 75 cents to a dollar per unit, right? And if you do 1,000 units, that's 1,000 bucks. So those are the fees that you need to understand. The other fee that you need to also work into this equation is the uh, customs fee. Now, depending on how many you're ordering, what type of unit uh, or you know product that you're selling, the custom fees are, are going to have to be figured in. And these, again, this is kind of like one of those things that can go up or down depending on uh, how it gets uh, brought in. Also, the code that it is uh, submitted to. So you should really contact your manufacturer and ask them what code that they're using. What customs code are they using to uh to import to the US? And then you can then take that number, you can contact DHL and they can probably tell you a, a kind of like an estimate of what it would be for percentage. Um now I know currently for me, I'm right around 5 to 6% and I've been as high as 10% and that was a whole another story, but 6% usually 5-6%. So if you have an order that's coming in, now that's not including the shipping, and again, I'm, I'm kind of going long-winded here, but I think it, it it should be talked about, is that when a manufacturer gives you a price and it's including the shipping, you don't want to pay customs on the shipping necessarily. You only want to pay customs on the actual manufacturing cost. So that's where you would have to get that breakdown to ha- make sure that they put that on the packaging it's cuz you don't want to even if you're paying $2000 to have it shipped you don't want to pay customs on $2000 you want to pay it on the 1000 or the 2000 of the manufacturing cost so just a little side tip there for you but those are the things that you need to to understand and you need to put into the equation then once you take that number let's say now it's $6 we said and let's say you're going to sell it for $20 Right. Well, now I know I just know by selling something for twenty dollars around there, I know that it's right around five dollars and fifty to six dollars. Well, let's just say it's six dollars again to make numbers easy. Now we're twelve bucks in. Well, now we know that we're gonna make an eight dollar profit. Okay. That's without pay per click. Now, those numbers are a little high as far as like that example. Uh, You know, like I said, the FBA fees would probably be a little bit less. Um, Your shipping and stuff from um, Amazon or from your location to Amazon could be a little bit cheaper depending on where you're shipping from. So all of those are just the rough numbers. But you kind of get the idea of all of the different things that you need to think about. So I hope that's answered your question. Uh, I hope it's helped anyone that is listening to this that did have those questions as well. But again, I always try to figure a little bit high in the beginning and know that I can always kind of, uh, you know, fine tune things in in a way that the margins will get better. So that's going to answer that question. Long-winded one, by the way. Let's go ahead and listen to the next one and I'll give you my
1: answer. Hey, Scott, this is Alan coming from you all the way from Belgrade, Serbia. Uh, I'm actually American, but I'm living kind of the digital nomad life. And uh, came across your, uh, your podcast and, and website uh, about two months ago and dove headfirst. Uh, jumped right into the private label classroom and taking a lot of action. Right now I'm on Module 2. And uh, just about to order samples and go from there. But my question actually involves kind of the legality of things and uh, or more so the the banking. Um, I have yet to set up my uh, uh Amazon seller's account, and I, noted, I or I know one of the, the things that you need to supply is your, your bank account, and I heard you mention that when you're getting to the more professional standpoint in the Amazon business, you want to set up your own LLC, you want to set up uh, a business checking account, and uh, whatever else, uh, accountant or whatever may be. Um, and I want to know when you should do this, because coming up soon after I get samples and, uh, you know, if I like them and pursue the product and and set up my Amazon seller's account, I want to know if I should set up a business checking account beforehand so that I can supply that information to Amazon, or is that something that I can... um, change whenever i need to like just use my personal checking account and then change it to a business checking account later uh should i have my llc set up before i set up my amazon seller account before i set up my business checking account and uh anything that would go along with those such as like an accountant or or what maybe um thanks for any uh any information on this um Really looking forward to your reply and your response. Uh, love the podcast, of course, and uh, keep doing what you do. Thanks, man.
0: Hey, Alan. Uh, thanks so much for the question. And uh, yeah, I'm recording this answer. Well, the thing is, is, you know, this is probably a couple weeks old because I'm trying to get to, uh, you know, past questions and they're coming in faster than I can answer them. But uh, I believe that your question has probably already been answered in the private label classroom, because we do get on the Hangouts, and I believe we answered this uh, in a past Hangout, but anyway, I'm going to answer it again, because other people probably have the same question, and the thing is, is, uh, you know, if you, you know, if you're going into this as a business, I mean, and let me just, let me just first off say this, okay, I'm not a legal advisor. I'm not an attorney. I think that you should contact a legal advisor, and I think that you should contact an attorney and an accountant and all that stuff to figure out what's right for you and where you live and your state and all that stuff. Um, Being from a different country, that's a little bit trickier again, um, but I think that you said that you are from the U.S. anyway, so you probably have either family in here, and it's not going to be that hard for you to get yourself an account, but um, these are my thoughts is... You know, to set up an LLC is probably a really smart thing to do right out right out of the gate. Um, I think that it, it, it definitely should be done as soon as possible just to help protect you, but also to um, act as a business, right? It's, it's its own business. Now, you can set up your own checking account. Now, when any money comes in, it's going to funnel into that checking account. Then any bills go out. So it's, a, it's an easy way to track accounting. Now, do you have to have one? No, Amazon doesn't make you have one. You could have a personal account and start selling retail arbitrage or private label. It really doesn't matter. Um, but you know, obviously, you need social security number. So you know that stuff will be required. But if I was to give anyone advice, and you know, you are coming from our private label classroom, which in module one or before module one, I believe it was, we did a whole thing on on the legal setup and stuff, and kind of walked through that process. But You know, and really basic because everyone's situation is different. But, you know, you really should go at this as a business and and to do that you would require to you know to go and form an LLC and again you can contact an attorney you can go to legal zoom they can help you with that um and all that stuff and then the other thing is obviously having a business checking account and again you can change that after the fact you can go in and change your banking information you can change the brand of your overall brand that you're selling under or you can you know you can change just your product brand cuz really your seller's account your main seller's account is your main brand. It could be X, Y, Z wholesale. And then your, your brands that you sell underneath that, they would all be different. And then you can have multiple products off of that, but that's a whole nother topic. But, um, I, like I said, I believe that, you know, anyone starting in this, it doesn't cost, that much, especially when you're you consider it like starting a business, is to form an LLC, do the legal stuff to be you know right on point. So this way here, um, you know, you know that you're going to be able to be a protected and also doing everything. Um, so it's easier to uh, to track with your accountant and all that stuff. But with all of that being said, you know, while you're waiting on that stuff or whatever, it doesn't mean you can't be doing the product research, the product sourcing, and you know, all of the stuff that lead up to that, and even taking your first sale. Um, the one thing I would advise is if you are going to form an LLC, then you want that LLC to encompass any of the brands that you're rolling out. So if you're going to roll out something in a certain market, you want to make that so that LLC isn't just specific to that one product, if that makes sense. So this way here, like you might be thinking, well, Scott, I'm going to try this product over here, but I'm not really sure it's going to work, then you might want want to do an umbrella type approach where the LLC is going to then kind of like be the main company but then you sell products underneath that company. And again, that's something that you probably want to contact an attorney or legal zoom or someone that can give you advice that's that's you know had experience in this. I'm just using it as like a common sense thing like, you know, me personally, I'd like to have a brand or a, an LLC that I can then form other, you know, like products off of that brand. So this way here it's not so specific. Um hope that makes sense. But um but yeah, and again, like I said, this has been answered inside of the class, I'm sure, and in the private Facebook group. Um so all of that's there and thanks again for the the question and uh, if anyone is listening and they're thinking to themselves, well, Scott, what the heck are you talking about? I, I haven't heard about the private label classroom because some of you haven't because we don't really advertise it out there to the public that much but it's uh, it's where uh, myself and Chris Schaefer actually uh, we created over 10 hours worth of videos walking people through the entire process we created a community inside of the class we do uh, bi-weekly hangouts where we kind of mastermind and all that stuff so if you did want to check that out, you can head over to privatelabelclassroom.com. Again, that's privatelabelclassroom.com. I'll have a link in the show notes if you wanted to check that out. And this here was really created for people that asked me to create it. They're like, Scott, the podcast is great. You give a ton of free information and a lot of people have launched products with this free information, but a lot of people wanted accountability. They wanted walk-through videos, they wanted step-by-step, you know, handouts and checklists and all that stuff. So that's why I decided to do it. I had a lot of people ask me for private coaching, which I don't currently do, and uh, this was the next best thing. So that's pretty much why I created it. So if you want to check it out, go right ahead. So let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer.
2: Hi Scott. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Before your podcast, I knew nothing about Amazon, selling on Amazon, and now I feel like I know enough to be dangerous. Uh, My question for you is I've identified a product that I'm thinking about selling, and I'm looking at bundling the product with bonuses in order to add more value and make it different from the other listers on Amazon. So there are two things I'm thinking about adding. One is actually a, a physical product, so you buy the, the main product and you get this additional uh, product. It's a different, it's a totally different product, but it's complementary to the main product. And I'm wondering, what do you do with the actual shipping of that? How do you package that? Do you just scotch tape the two products together? Uh, do you do you go out and get a different packaging? Do you buy a bag from like Uline.com or something and? What what are the Amazon requirements for that? And the other bundling or bonus that I'm thinking of adding in to differentiate is uh, like a, a PDF guide. And I'm wondering how is that delivered? So you can't really tell Amazon to include this PDF guide with this product for every sale. So how do you actually deliver that? Or, or am I totally off base here? Is a PDF guide not the right bonus to add? Would... Would it make more sense to add a physical printed guide and actually have that little booklet printed up versus a PDF? My thought on having it as a PDF would would be obviously that would add no additional cost to the product and it could add uh, exp- exponential value. So that's my question for today. Thank you so much for doing what you do and keep up the great work.
0: Hey, Bobby, thank you so much for the question or questions, I should say, and they're, they're good, actually. Uh, I'm going to address all of them. Uh, First off, yeah, it's a great mindset to be, I love it too, that you said that you're dangerous. Uh, I love that. That's, that's awesome. Uh, Dangerous in a good way. That is. Uh, Yeah. I mean, to bundle is really, really, I think a way to differentiate yourself and it's a way for you to find two products to complement each other that people are already buying individually and then packaging those two together and then creating your own. Preferably both are private label too. So you could sell them individually if you wanted to. The challenge here is if you're finding two different products from two different suppliers, it's going to be hard to join them together without you actually having to handle them. Now, I know there is, I don't know of them specifically, but I know they're out there it's for like a third-party packaging company where you would have the two products shipped, they would package, and then they could ship it out to FBA or you. Um, now, I don't have anyone that I can recommend, but I know if you did a Google search, you would probably find something. Uh, you may also want to just do that in-house, meaning you may want to hire, you know, someone that can just package the two together and then give you the finished product. Like you were, you know, hiring it out, but you're going to have more control of it, but obviously not you physically doing it in the beginning. You might physically want to do it just because that way there, it's going to cut down on cost and you're going to be able to validate if this is going to work before you go ahead and hire anyone to actually help you. And I mean, hire someone you could hire, you know, a high school kid or, you know, a stay at home mom, and then just have the boxes shipped there, and then they could do it, and then, you know, hand you off uh, the other, or even pay them to actually ship them. Um, just another thought there. But you're definitely gonna want to package them up so it's in one package, not just like a Ziploc bag. Uh, you want to, I uh, either have a box, another box, like you had mentioned. Uline is a great place to uh, to use. That's uline.com. All kinds of uh, kind of baggies and uh, boxes and packaging stuff and all kinds of stuff. If you can't find it there, I don't think you'll you'll be able to find it anywhere. Uh, but yeah, and then just get a custom box done there. Maybe not with a graphic. They won't maybe do a graphic, but then you could have like a custom logo. Printed on one of uh, maybe like a label of some kind, um, you know, that you can have done at like Vista Print or something, um, or you know, another printing place. Uh, and then you could in- include inside of there um, some type of insert. It could be a guide of some kind that's printed. Obviously, all of these things we're talking about are going to add cost to the final product. And that's why you really need to figure out all of the parts that you're going to have that are going to make this package complete. And I'm literally doing this exact same thing right now, in a sense, where um, the product that I'm looking to potentially sell is sold in kind of bulk orders, and then we're going to have to break it down and kind of divvy them up and then create a custom box, create you know custom packaging in, inside of the box, um, you know, and that type of stuff. So Amazon is not going to let you just... Uh, you know, duct tape something together in a sense. And I know it's being a little extreme, but, you know, not just tape something together and then ship it. It's That's not going to fly. Um, so you're definitely going to need some custom packaging in that. Now, talking about adding value by adding an ebook or um, some type of, of guide, I think it's a great idea. And I currently do that. And the way that you deliver that is you can do it one of two ways. First way is whenever an order comes through, you can literally see that order, and then you can go and click on that order number or you know link or whatever, and then you'll see the person that bought it. You can email them directly, and you can send an attachment. Okay, sounds like a lot of work. It is, <laughs> but you can manually do it, or you could hire someone to do that. The other way is to use a uh, software. Uh, third-party software that allows you to send an attachment. But they don't just let you send an attachment, they do the follow-up, the email follow-up. Now, I have been using, uh, in in the past, I was using Feedback Genius, and, uh, and that's a great service for feedback. And, and I've actually talked about how I was doing this using the feedback um, to where I was automating the emails, and then I would get a feedback, and then from there I would ask for a review. Um, I've since been testing and currently enjoying another program called Sales Backer. And Sales Backer is uh, very similar to Feedback Genius, except it's built more for the private labeler that also is trying to get reviews, and it has some custom you know, built-in features. And I know the creator, Chris Guthrie, who is constantly adding to this and constantly listening to the private label market. It's not just for feedback, as Feedback Genius is called, even though there's ways to figure out how to use Feedback Genius to get reviews, as I've as I've said before. Um, but uh, I've been using that one currently, um, sales, back, or sales Backer, and uh, it's working really, really well, and I'll be updating as we move forward here as I'm using that. But either one of those will work for delivering a PDF as well, okay? So any one of those will work. Now, what you also could do, like you had mentioned, is actually have a printed one done. If you had a printed one done, it's going to be more perceived value, and a lot of people aren't going to see that, or they're not going to—they're going to see that they're not going to be able to offer that, or they're not going to want to because, like you said, it costs more. The other cool thing you could do if you had a printed guide, a nice front cover, you know, and it was you know a smaller guide it doesn't have to be huge but nice—you could have that positioned near the product picture in your first image, and then this again will give it an appearance as it comes with more. Um, and I think the perceived value a lot of times has a lot to do with selling. Um, so. I would take all of that that I just said and kind of like distill it down, and, um, and I would just do what you can do in the beginning. If it's too much to print the book in the beginning, offer it as a PDF, and then when you can, add the printed one, and then you can then include both. You can include both when you do that, um, and again... If you don't want to use a software, a third party software to automate your email process and, and also, you know, deliver, you know, the PDF, you can do that manually It's gonna take more time, but it's still doable, but it doesn't have to cost you any money. So that's pretty much my recommendations there for you, Bobby. I know I uh, kind of rambled there a little bit, but uh, we covered a lot there. So I hope that's helped you. All right. So let's go ahead and answer one more question and I'll give you my answer. My question for you today is regarding taxes. I understand that you're not a tax attorney, but I wanted to get your opinion regarding what you would do if you were in my situation. So, right after registering my DBA for Amazon, I misunderstood what was listed on Taxjar and registered for Nexus in all 15 states that Amazon has warehouses in. Uh, That's before I've even sent anything to FBA, and uh, because registering costs a little money, that sent me back a few hundred bucks. So now I'm getting letters every month from these states, and I'm confused and overwhelmed by all the forms and paperwork. And then to make matters even more complicated, I plan on eventually
1: turning my DBA to an LLC or corporation. I feel like I should be focusing my energy on sourcing, and launching products, not stressing about taxes before I've even made any money? What
0: would you do if you were in this situation? Okay, well, thanks for the question. And all I can say is thank you for the question because I don't have your first name. I need first names when you guys leave these questions. So thank you, whoever you are that left the question. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's a great question. And you're right. I am not a legal advisor, tax uh, advisor, attorney, any of that stuff. Um, but I can give you like just my thoughts and my thoughts are, yeah, I think that, you know, you were thinking, you know, I want to do everything right. And I think I'm going to need all this stuff. And I think also what you were thinking was, what can I do right now? That's a sure thing. Like, I know I'm going to need this stuff. So let me just go and write down the list and then just bang all these out. When I just think that a lot of times we do that, even myself, because we know we can get those things done. But doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing that we should be working on now. And in your case, you haven't even sent a product to Amazon. You haven't even ha- you don't even have a product there that can sell. So I would say me personally, I wouldn't even think about doing that until I have a product listed and I started getting sales. Um, because right off the bat, you don't even know where your inventory is being sent and um and from there we don't even know what states that you're going to be required yet i mean eventually you might need to be in all of those but right now just because amazon is and again i don't know all of the rules and laws and regulations and all that stuff all i can say is that i'm following you know tax jar's advice and um uh, and i'm also you know registering in states that i feel that I will need to pay the sales tax. Now, I know Nexus is kind of like this confusing thing where you could be having to pay in all the states regardless of what warehouse it gets sent from. So again, not a legal advisor because I don't know 100% what the right answer is and I don't think they know what the right answer is to be quite honest with you. Um, but what I would say is uh, you know, you've got yourself all set up so now you just got to deal with the paperwork and the paperwork is basically you just submitting blank returns With zero, I mean, you have to sign them, but blank returns when they're due. So, this way, here you comply with what each state needs you to do. So, some states are monthly, some are quarterly, some are yearly. And then now you're going to have to basically follow through with those, um, with those particular ones. Now, as far as now that you might go to an LLC, um, and taking your DBA. I don't think that's going to be a huge deal because your DBA is your name, but then your LLC could be the same in a sense. Um, unless it, you know, for some reason there's, you know, someone that's going to contest it or whatever, but I don't believe that that'll be the situation, but you know, an LLC isn't really going to cost you that much. So I would say that I would probably move forward with that as well, because it's going to take a little bit of time, um, to get that kind of going. But in the meantime, I'd work as, I'd work on you know finding that product you know finding your sourcing uh you know finding uh you know the things that you need to move to the next step which is getting the product launched a lot of us we think about the what ifs and I've talked about this before or what I need to do down the line but you're not even halfway there yet and we're thinking about what we need to do like a year from now or you know even four weeks from now right right now your main goal and anyone in this business just starting needs to think of, you know, the research phase. Like You're going to be in that phase for a little while, you know, and you should be because that's really important because the success of your business is going to depend in the beginning, especially on the research that you do and understanding it and finding the right products. Um, so that would be my, you know, us sitting down, having a cup of coffee and talking about what you just shared with me. That's it now publicly. I just shared what I would say publicly at the coffee table, sitting down, just kind of hanging out. So hope that that's helped you. I know it wasn't a huge help, but maybe it was. I don't know. Um, But I would just say if I was you, I would be um, looking to find my product and find my supplier and, and moving forward within that. Okay, so that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this session of uh, Ask Scott, where I answer your questions and I enjoy every single minute of it. I really do enjoy that. I want to thank everyone that has submitted questions. If I have not gotten to yours yet, well, it may just take a little bit of time, but keep having them come in. And again, I scan these and I kind of try to Put them together so that I feel that they're going to be most beneficial per episode. I do my best at that. But hey, if you have not submitted a question and you wanted to, you can head over to theamazingcelerycom forward slash ask, leave a voicemail, leave your name, your first name that is, so I can actually acknowledge you. That would be really, really cool. I want you to go and have an amazing day, an amazing week. I want you to put your head down and work on what is going to move you to the next Level or the next section or the next part of your journey, right? Go ahead and figure out what you need to do today, tomorrow to move yourself forward. And just remember, okay, I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you and I believe in you. I know that you can make this happen. All you have to do is something pretty important. Those of you that are longtime listeners, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. It's coming. Take action. Get out there, make it happen, get results. Take
1: care, everyone.